Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Match.com headquarters, here with my binder full of women, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you this evening? I'm doing just fine. How are you, Sherpa? <laughs> I'm just doing great. Do you have your binder full of uh, waiver wire pickups for this week, too? I do. I do, in fact. Um, oh. It's it's an interesting mix. We'll get to those yeah. in one second. But um, let's uh, let's tell everybody how they can have their voice heard and remind you all that we will be here for a full hour, so you get us till 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night. And if you want to call in and disagree with our picks, ask questions, get input on your lineup for the week, whatever, feel free sure, to... Share your own binder. Number. Yeah, there you go. The number is 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can tweet us at the number 4 THN Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. Our email address is the same handle, the number 4 THN Inches Show at gmail.com. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show at gmail.com. We also have the chat room open, and if you can't get enough of us in this one hour, which I'm sure happens to all of you, uh, you can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, where there's a great blog, and through our personal Twitter accounts as well, and we'll remind you of all of that at the end of the show. Uh, But we do have some waiver wire picks to get through, and then we're going to look at all 13 matchups this week, tell you who to start, who to sit, and generally argue along the way. So we've got a pretty action-packed show. <laughs> I don't think we're going to argue, actually. I mean, you never know. <laughs> you're so, this we'll is see. where you're we'll supposed to happens. say, yes, we will. <laughs> well, All right. why don't we argue over waiver wire picks first? Okay, so quarterbacks, there's a few that are out this week that you know you might be starting normally. Oh, Matt Ryan. Maybe, maybe I should remind everybody, there are six teams on a bye this week, and who the are they? Falcons, the Falcons, Broncos, Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles, and the Chargers. So the Chargers have another week to worry about what just happened on Monday night. That's true, they do. And Denver has another week to rest on their laurels and gloat. And Philadelphia has yeah, another I'm week okay to figure out who their new defensive coordinator is, how he's going to turn things around there. But anyway, so for quarterbacks, this week, of course, Matt Castle's still injured, but he's on bye, or his team's on bye, so we don't care so much. Kevin Cobb yeah. was hurt last weekend, so gonna John Skelton. be out Skelton, a couple of weeks. Yep, mm-hmm. John Skelton's going to be back starting. Matt Ryan is on bye. Peyton Manning's on bye. Michael Vick's on bye. Philip Rivers is on bye, which his fantasy owners are probably pretty happy with at this point. And no and Ryan, Ryan Tannehill this week. Ryan Tannehill is, is not available this week, so... I would say we also Jake Locker still already ruled out for this week with that separated shoulder. That's right. So given all that, Janet, give us three names of players that you like off of the waiver wire. Three quarterbacks that might be available on the waiver wire this week. All right, brace yourself. I am going to give you two that it's not going to be surprising. One of those being Josh Freeman of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, pretty interesting matchup this week, and he's kind of been coming into his own a little bit. Uh, just. Waiver wire-wise, he's available in more than half of leagues, so he's a, a solid pickup for the week. The other being Matt Hasselback in Tennessee, obviously it's going to be him this week. Chris Johnson looks slightly more functional, which helps 
balance out that offense. And Hasselbeck's numbers have been getting better each of the, the three weeks that he's played. And you've got Kenny Britt a little bit healthier and a little more into the playbook, so that should help. And then this one hurts me a little bit to say, but I I think you have to put Brandon Whedon of the Browns on this list. Um, it seems crazy, but against no, that indie defense, it, 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 I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But against the indie defense, it's a good matchup. He's got really good wide receivers in Greg Little and Josh Gordon. Um, and the run game could be a little questionable, so they're going to have to throw a lot early and often. And he may end up being one of the higher-scoring quarterbacks this week. It just feels so wrong. <laughs> well, against Indianapolis, they made Mark Sanchez look like, well, maybe not Tom Brady, maybe Tommy Maddox. But he didn't look like Mark for Sanchez sure. <laughs> for a week, for sure, yes. So I, I like Whedon and Freeman a lot. Um the only other name that I'll throw into the mix there is Sam Bradford with St. Louis. I think his matchup this week you know, against Green Bay, Green Bay hasn't exactly been setting the world on fire um, past defense-wise. So, yeah, I think he might right. be a, a reasonable play this week too. But why don't we get on, move on to the running backs then. We've got uh, Michael Turner's on by this week and – yeah, Jamal Charles is on by, Reggie Bush is Reggie out, Bush. LaShawn McCoy is out, Ryan Matthews, and... Um, and then there are the injuries. <laughs> the injuries to Marco Murray, Alex Green, mm-hmm. Trout, um, Trent Richardson, Rashad Mendenhall, and Isaac Redman both went down. Brandon Bolding got nicked up for Most New England. Most of these guys are going to, it does look like, are going to play through the injuries with the exception of DeMarco Murray. So it's, right. it's not quite but, as dire, but it's still not great either. No, but just in terms of people that, you know, were waiver wire fodder this week, Felix Jones, if your mm-hmm. league hasn't had its waiver wires um, run this week yet, you know, he's somebody to look at. Uh, William Powell had a good debut in Arizona as a starter. Well, actually, he wasn't the starter, but he got starters carries when it was all said mm-hmm. and done. Daryl Richardson continues to look pretty good, splitting time with Stephen Jackson, and looks like they're grooming him to take Jackson's place at the end of the season. Depending on how healthy Richardson is, Montario Hardesty could be a good pickup. And I also think Vic Ballard is going to bounce back from that disappointment last week. I don't blame that so much on him as I do on the Colts defense getting behind so quickly that they really, Colts had no choice but to pass for most of the game. But who are some of the running backs you have your eye on this week, Jenna? I'm not going to say I told you so about Vic Ballard, but I'm thinking it. Um, (laughs) Felix Jones and William Powell are both on my list, as well as Alex Green. I know he's a little banged up, but he is clearly the favorite there in Green Bay, and they do need to occasionally run the ball. And so even if he doesn't have a huge week this week, I think he's a good pickup long-term for your team. So, I mean, it's it's kind of slim pickings for running backs on the waiver wire right now. Fairly slim. I, I would agree with that. So should we move on to wide receivers then? Let's. All right, Greg Jennings still not at full health. Alshon Jeffrey is probably going to miss another game. Mario Manningham's banged up. Laurent Robinson still concussed. And then we've got the yep. buys, including Julio Jones and Roddy White, the Eric Decker and Demarius um, you know, 
Thomas are out in Denver. Dwayne Bowe is not going to be there this week. You know, Brian Hartline's Dwayne Bowe out. might be a Miami Dolphin by the time this week's over, if if the word on the street is correct. What was that? The Dolphins are allegedly trying to make a play to trade for Dwayne Bowe. Huh. That's the that word out That would be interesting today. if it happened. I don't know why Kansas City would want to do that, but uh, we'll see. Deshaun Jackson and then you know, whatever passes for wide receivers in San Diego run by. But uh, who are some of the wide receivers you like this week? Um, well, I can't yell at you about Brian Hartline this week, which has been my MO on the waiver wire for wide receivers the last couple of weeks. Um, Josh Gordon from Cleveland, if he's still out on your waiver wire, go and get him. I mean, this should really not even still be a thought, but if he's there, go pick him up, please. Uh, Brandon Gibson out in St. Louis, going to be a beneficiary of no Danny Amendola. Mike Williams in Tampa Bay, uh, oddly available in a lot of leagues. I know he had a slow start, but he's really picking up steam. The last two weeks have been very good. And Stephen Hill out in New York for the Jets. Uh, he is finally healthy, and it looks like maybe mostly functional out there. So we'll see what happens with that. I like those picks, and the only one that I would add to that is Donnie Avery in Indianapolis. Of course, he, like the rest of the Colts, didn't show much against the Jets last week, but I think that yeah. you know, if they don't fall behind you know, early again, that you know, he has a chance to put up some good numbers against Cleveland this week. So moving on to tight ends, Jimmy Graham is still nicked up for New Orleans. San Diego, Antonio Gates, no Brett Selleck this week, and mm-hmm. no Anthony Fasano this week. Don't laugh, Jana. And um, no, no Joel Dreesen or Jacob Tammy, no Tony Gonzalez. So if you are heading for the waiver wire this week, Brandon Myers is back on the field for Oakland, had five receptions yeah. last week, and he's somebody that's out there. Ben Watson, and if you're in a really deep league, take a look at uh, Garrett Graham, the backup tight end in Houston. So who are some of the people on your tight end list, Janet? Uh, Brandon Myers is at the top of my tight end list. I love this guy. Um, Tom Crabtree in Green Bay, Jermichael Finley's backup. Uh, it looks like the luster is coming off of Finley. He's still dealing with that shoulder injury, and he's not making any friends in the media right now. Um So I'd like to stash him if you've got space. And Dustin Keller of the Jets, still available in a lot of places. And let's be honest, they have to throw the ball to somebody, and Dustin Keller's always been the security blanket. So if he is available, go pick him up. All right, moving on to kickers then. Nate Kading still struggling with his groin injury, but he's on by this week. And, you know, let's see, Alex Henry and Dan Carpenter and Ryan Suckup and Matt Prater and Matt Bryant are all out this week. Who are some guys that we should look at from the waiver wire kicker-wise, Jana? Uh, Connor Barth in Tampa Bay, Phil Dawson out in Cleveland, and Rob Baronis in Tennessee. I know Tennessee hasn't been scoring a ton of points lately, um, but he is a great kicker, normally a big fantasy favorite. And this week against Buffalo and their terrible defense, I think he's going to have more points than usual. So the only one I would add to that list is Shane Graham in Houston. He's strangely still available in a lot of leagues, and Houston has definitely shown that they can put up points the first six weeks of the season. So if he's still out there, I I recommend him as a bi-week seller. So defense-wise this week, uh, 
probably not too many defenses that you would be playing that would be on by this week, but just in case you need one, I like Oakland at home against Jacksonville, Buffalo at home against Tennessee. I'm not quite as optimistic about the Titans' prospects as you are. And then Cincinnati against um, Pittsburgh's defense, which is pretty good, but I still like Cincinnati, uh, excuse me, Pittsburgh's offense. But, uh, you know, with the running game a mess, I think that they might be able to tee off on Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh receivers. But who do you like defense-wise on the waiver wire? Um, Oakland's the one I agree with off that list. I would add the Cowboys, uh, Cleveland even, and Tennessee. I'm I'm definitely more optimistic about the Titans than you are. I guess we're probably going to be picking on the opposite ends of that I game. I think we'll, we might be. We'll see when we get to it. So that's what's called foreshadowing in the business. But so yeah. uh, why don't we hop right into the games this week? The Thursday night matchup features Seattle at San Francisco. Seattle looked good although I'm still not quite sure how they managed to beat New England last week, but they did. I don't think anybody's sure. They might do studies on it. Yeah, they might. If if you know, give us a call and explain it to us, please, because we're still <laughs> both dumbfounded. But, so this should be a, two good defenses matching up. I just think Seattle, San Francisco has a little bit more offense despite what they showed against the Giants last week. So Sherpa says San Francisco 24, Seattle 17. I think it's going to be a little more towards a blowout than you do. I don't think it's going to be quite as close. I think San Francisco wins and they win by 10. Um, I'm I'm a lot more into what San Francisco's defense is doing versus Seattle's defense. And I, I'd be really careful about who you start on, on Seattle this week. I'd really only use Russell Wilson as a second quarterback more of a facilitator than a playmaker and that's something to keep in mind plus a tough defensive matchup it's not not going to be a huge point getter um i'd also be really really careful with starting marshawn lynch i like him a lot more as a flex option if you're going to use him he's historically not been good against san francisco and then on top of that san francisco's only given up uh one touchdown to a running back all year so far and i just don't feel really good about his his chances here, I think they're going to have to throw more, which could be uh, could be trouble for Russell Wilson. But I think you can start Sidney Rice. Beyond that, I don't like any of the other wide receivers. I don't like tight end Zach Miller this week. I would start the kicker. I would start the defense, but not the kicker. For San Francisco, I would start running back Frank Gore, wide receiver Michael Crabtree, tight end Vernon Davis, and the defense. Alex Smith is the second quarterback for me this week. He's probable with a finger injury, and he didn't show much against the Giants. Wide receiver Mario Manningham is questionable with a shoulder injury. If he plays, he's a flex option, and ticker David Akers is getting over an illness, but he's expected to play. He's a, he's a maybe for me. Uh, leave, wide, leave running backs Brandon Jacobs, Kendall Hunter, and uh, Michael James on your bench this week. Jacobs is questionable with a knee injury. Wide receiver Randy Moss, yes, he had the one long play last week, but I still think he belongs on the bench. And if Mario Manningham can't play this week, move Kyle Williams rather than Randy Moss into your flex spot. So that's how I see that game. All right. I can live with that. So let's move on to the Sunday games, and here's the game which I'm guessing we're not going to see eye-to-eye on. 
Tennessee at Buffalo, I just, as bad as Buffalo's defense is, I think Tennessee's offense is worse even with Matt Hasselbeck calling signals. And I think both these teams are going to score more points than they usually will, but I'll go out Mm -hmm. here and say um, Buffalo 30, Tennessee 21. I think this this may very well come down to whoever gets the ball last. I think it's going to be a shootout. I wouldn't be surprised if both teams break 30 points. And I, I'm much more optimistic about <laughs> Tennessee than you are. Uh, normally, I'm the one who's much more optimistic about Buffalo, inexplicably. Um, but CJ, Chris Johnson's been, historically, has been good against Buffalo, and their defense has not been very good this year. So... I'm going to start Chris Johnson as much as it pains me to do. I am also starting Matt Hasselback. He's improved each week, and against this Buffalo defense, I like the matchup much better than some other quarterbacks this week. Um, Kendall Wright and Kenny Britt, I'm okay starting. Nate Washington's more of a flex option. Just say no to Damian Williams. No to the tight ends, even though I, I promote Jared Cook every week, and I love him. The only thing that Buffalo's defense really does well is cover tight ends. Um, and I would say no to the defense because I agree both teams are putting up a lot of points, but yes to kicker Rob Baronis since I think he will be doing a lot of kicking this week. For Buffalo, this is one of the few weeks where I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has a really favorable matchup. I'd also start running backs Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller, wide receiver Steve Johnson, tight end Scott Chandler, kicker Ryan Lindell, and the defense. Wide receiver Donald Jones could be a flex play, but I would leave running back to Shard Choice and wide receiver T.J. Graham on your bench this week. And we'll see next week who actually wins that uh, clash of the Titans (laughs) and the... uh, Well, it is a clash of the Titans, I guess. Titans and the Bills, although I don't don't think either of those teams are heading for the playoffs this year, but I don't think I'm going out on much of a win by saying that. So next up, we've got Dallas at Carolina. Dallas, somebody said the other day, I forget where I saw this, but they said that watching the Cowboys is like watching this universe trip down the runway. But uh, Dallas Mm. seemingly should be better than they are, but this is their chance to make some hay. And I think unlike the Baltimore game, they'll find a way to win this one. And Sherpa says Dallas 27, Carolina 21. I'm going to pick Dallas to win this, but I'm also not surprised it would happen last week. As much as they were able to win that game, they are really, really good at coming back just enough to break your heart. And that is what you deal with as a Cowboys fan. So I think we are a much better team than Carolina. I think we should beat them, and it probably will end up being closer than it should be. Um, But I am starting Tony Romo. Don't start DeMarco Murray. He's not going to play. It's just not worth it. I am starting Felix Jones, though. I may be a little more optimistic about him than than some places are, but we have to run the ball to win the game, and eventually somebody is going to understand that. Felix Jones does have a pretty high ceiling comparatively to some other bi-week replacements that you're going to have out there. Um, even though Des Bryant likes to turn the wrong way when he's running routes, I'm still going to start him because he's getting the most targets. Miles Austin has kind of become more of a flex option, um, especially with the resurgence of Jason Witten at tight end, who you should absolutely be starting. Just say no to Kevin Ogletree. He didn't even get a look last week. Um, I just I don't think there's enough points to go around there. I am starting the defense, but not kicker Dan Bailey. He's kind of been struggling the last few weeks. 
What are your thoughts as a Cowboy fan on Phil Tanner? Is he somebody that if you're in dire straits would be a worthwhile flex option this week? I just I don't think there's going to be enough there. I mean, we're barely running the ball when we had DeMarco Murray, who is a, a stud running back, and I just we don't seem to know which way is up with the run game right now. So I don't think that if you're looking to really be in dire straits, I don't think this is the running back pool to choose from. <laughs> All right. For Carolina, I would start both of their running backs, D'Angelo Williams and John Stewart this week, as well as tight end Greg Olson. Quarterback Cam Newton is the second quarterback for me. Wide receiver Steve Smith is a flex option. The Cowboys have a really good pass defense. And the Carolina defense is a maybe for me. Running back Mike Tolbert, keep him on the bench. Wide receiver Brandon LaFell, likewise. And kicker Justin Medlock is also a, a bench person this week. Okay. So moving right along, we've got what I think is going to be one of the more entertaining games of the week. Baltimore at Houston. These teams are both known historically more for their defense than their offense, but neither defense has really been dominant this year. Houston's is better than Baltimore's, but not by much. And Baltimore, after losing Ray Lewis and Ladarius Webb last week for the year, and you know with Terrell Suggs not really ready to play yet, I, I just think that's not a very good defense right now. And Sherpa mm-hmm. says Houston 35, Baltimore 28. This game, I, I honestly, I go back and forth on this game. I just I think that the Baltimore offense is a little more overwhelming, even though Houston has a, a little better of a defense. But they are they are a little banged up with injuries too. Um, I could see this going either way. I'd like Baltimore to win, but I think that realistically Houston probably edges them out. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, I still think there's fantasy value to be had on both sides. For Baltimore, start Joe Flacco, start Ray Rice. I'm starting Anquan Bolden. Torrey Smith's more of a flex option. Um, I don't think there's enough to go around for Jacoby Jones this week. And Dennis Pitto really came on strong early. He's been quieter the last two weeks. I'm going to say no to him. Um, Really only maybe to him. I'm not going to say no. The Texans do give up tight end touchdowns more than a lot of teams, but he just hasn't been getting looks. So he's, he's a borderline start for me this week. Don't start the defense, but I would start the kicker. For Houston, quarterback Matt Schaub most weeks is the second quarterback. This week I think you can start him with confidence as a as a quarterback one, especially with all the guys mm-hmm. that are out on by this week. Running back Arian Foster, start him. Wide receiver Andre Johnson, welcome back, start him. Tight end Owen Daniels, start him and kicker. Shane Graham, as I indicated before, I think is a real good start this week. Running back Ben Tate, probably with a toe injury. He's a flex option for me this week, as are wide receivers. Uh, Kevin Walter and Keyshawn Martin had a nice game last week. He's starting to get some targets, so he might put him in as a flex option if you're really desperate. Same thing, tight end Garrett Graham. I don't know that that's quite the tight end tandem that they have in Denver, but He's still working his way into the mix as a viable second tight end option. And the defense is also maybe for me. Running back Justin Forsett, no, he's not going to play unless it's a blowout and Tate is healthier this week. And wide receivers Lester Jean and Zavir Posey are both uh, no's for me as well. 
Okay. Let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. Next up, RG3 and the Redskins traveling to New York to face Eli and the Giants. Another game where I don't think defense is going to be dominant in spite of what the Mm -hmm. Giants showed last week. I think they're much better at stopping the run than they are the pass. And I just think this is going to be another one of those games where both teams are likely to score more than 30 points. But Sherpa says Giants 38, Redskins 31. I'm going to take that score and reverse it. I think Washington comes out on top. Uh, but, again, this is going to be another shootout. Uh, if you're looking for fantasy points, this is probably not a terrible game to find them as long as you're not starting defenses. Start RG3. Um, another one that pains me to say, you can probably start Alfred Morris, um, but really only if you have a cushion of other running backs because you just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> don't start any of the other running backs. Don't try to get crazy. Um, I like Santana Moss a lot this week. Pierre Garçon's probably still going to be out with that foot injury again. Josh Morgan's more of a flex play for me. I don't think there's enough to go around for Leonard Hankerson. And don't start tight end Fred Davis. Uh, Not only has he been quiet the last few weeks, but the Giants give up the third fewest points to tight ends. And no kicker, no defense, all offense, all the time in this game. So for the Giants, definitely start quarterback Eli Manning, running back Ahmad Bradshaw, probable with a foot injury, but start him anyway. Wide receiver Hakeem Nix seems to be as healthy as he's going to get all season. He's probable with a foot injury. Start him. Start Mm -hmm. Victor Cruz. Start tight end Martellus Bennett. Start kicker Lawrence Tyne. Wide receiver Dominic Hickson is a valid flex option this week. Running backs David Wilson and Andre Brown, I'd say no to them. Brown is back with his concussion. He's listed as probable. Wide receivers Ruben Randall and Ramses Barden are no's for me this week, as is the Giants' defense. All right. We'll see what happens with your Giants. We'll see. We'll see. See, that's the difference between the two of us, I think. I'll pick the Cowboys on occasion, but you rarely pick the Giants. It's It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> okay. It it's actually harder for me to pick the Redskins, believe it or not. But I don't. It was not I a don't. fun game for me to pick. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to New Orleans at Tampa Bay. This is a game where I look at it, and I have a hard time figuring out this game, much as you did with uh, Baltimore mm-hmm. and Houston. I think it could go either way, but I'm going to pick Tampa Bay to win at home. Not sure if you can even really call that an upset at this point, but Sherpa yeah. says Tampa 28, New Orleans 27. I I think I agree. This is, I think this is a, another game that could possibly turn into a very high-scoring affair. Um, I, I think I'm going to agree with you and take Tampa Bay here, but I, these teams are kind of evenly matched. Um, I don't know if that's mean to say to Tampa Bay, but... Um, I still am going to start Drew Brees. The only running back I would start out of that that trifecta or quadfecta, whatever you want to call it, uh, is Darren Sproles, more because he will catch passes than actually have an effective run game here. Um, I like Marquise Colston a lot this week. Lance Moore going to come back and, and play, but he hasn't historically been good against Tampa Bay. He's much more of a flex option for me this week. 
Tight end Jimmy Graham's got a sprained ankle, but I like Jimmy Graham at 50% a lot better than a lot of other tight ends, so I'm still going to start him. Um, but no defense, no kicker. Is I think this will be an interesting game. Yeah, Tampa Bay quarterback Josh Freeman, let's see if he can come through with a victory in a game that his team should win this week. Running back mm-hmm. Doug Martin is a start for me. Wide receivers Vince Jackson, Vincent Jackson, and Michael Williams. Mike Williams are both starts for me this week. Running back LeGarrette Blunt is a reasonable flex option if you need a running back. Kicker Connor Barth is a maybe for me, as is Tampa's defense. Tight end Dallas Clark is really falling off the edge of the world in a hurry. He's a no for me, as are wide receivers, really it's Ben and T. Kong Underwood. Yeah, unfortunately. Which Dallas Clark? Both Underwood and Clark. I like both of them, but it just it just didn't work. Well, Underwood, he might now that he's out from under the the Kenny Britt influence in Tennessee. But uh, we'll see what happens <laughs> there. I think he's a ways away from being a fantasy impact player. But yeah. our next game up is Green Bay at St. Louis. Green Bay, obviously, very impressive on Sunday night, winning that game against uh, the. Texans, and I think they'll win here. Sherpa says Green Bay 24, St. Louis 21, but I don't think it's going to be the the blowout that last week was. I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for anything close to six touchdowns in this game, but I I think it'll be an interesting game, but in the end, I think uh, Green Bay's offense will be a little bit too much for St. Louis's defense. I think Green Bay wins by double digits. It may only be 10 or 14 points, but I think that I think they they keep control of this game more so than in weeks past. I don't I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be the route that last week was, but you know, Aaron Rodgers I think is is a much safer start than he has been for people in the past few weeks. He always knew his ceiling was high, but last week made a lot of Aaron Rodgers owners feel better about things, so you can take a deep breath. And me. I'm yeah, I know. We talked about this last week. So it, it came at a good time for you, Sherpa. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with still starting running back Alex Alex Green, even though he is a little banged up. Um, realistically, he's still going to get the lion's share of the carries. It's just a matter of how many how many successful run plays they actually get to. Um, don't start Greg Jennings. I think that kind of goes without saying. But I still feel good about Jordy Nelson and James Jones this week. Um, I'm not starting Donald Driver. Uh, you really only start your Michael Finley if you have to this week. It's going to depend a lot of, on who's on a buy for you, what your waiver wire options are. But Sir Michael Finley is not only injured, but just doesn't seem to be working right now. Um, I still like the Packers' defense against St. Louis this week, but I'm not starting Mason Crosby, the kicker. Crabtree has really cool tattoos for what that's worth. If you're a fantasy league, he has points for <laughs> that's tattoos. That's true. If you're in a tattoo fantasy league, he's a great pick. He is. So for St. Mm-hmm. Louis, running back Steven Jackson is the only guy that's a must start for me this week. Quarterback Sam Bradford is a second quarterback option. Running back Daryl Richardson is a flex option. Wide receivers Chris Givens and Brandon Gibson are flex options. And tight end Lance Kendricks is also a flex option for me. Wide receiver Danny Amendola is still out with the shoulder injury. And kicker Greg Zerline, I just don't think he's um, should be started this week because I don't think that they'll score enough points to give him much to do. 
Okay, I can live with that. <laughs> Let's keep going. Yep. Next up, Arizona, Minnesota, Arizona. That just like I it said last week, it this looks like it's going to be one of those. They're going to be a four and team that ends up missing the playoffs. But they just there's no offense there to speak of. I don't think it matters whether it's Kevin Cobb or or John Skelton being the quarterback. Well, or realistically, Kevin. their offensive line is so bad, it's a miracle that either of them have survived this long. It could be, but they just that's probably true. But you know, at least they had the good sense to pull the plug on Derek Anderson a couple of years ago. But So, <laughs> anyway, this just seems like a mismatch. Minnesota stumbled last week in a game they probably should have won against Washington, but I still think they'll rebound here at home. Sherpa says Minnesota 27, Arizona 10, and that's if Arizona figures out a way to score 10 points. Maybe their defense will score some. Their defense isn't awful. It's probably the best thing going about this team right now, which isn't saying a lot, but it's something. Um, Really, only use John Skelton as the second quarterback, and even then, proceed with caution. His, his offensive line is non-existent. He's coming back from an injury. It's his first week back. It's not a recipe for success. His Don't offensive start any line of should Arizona. be nicknamed the Skelton Crew, I think. <laughs> yeah, they're more like Swiss cheese right now. It's not It's not good. Um, style. I don't really feel strong about starting any of the Arizona running backs in any way, shape, or form. I'm okay with starting Larry Fitzgerald. And beyond that, not really excited about a lot of the options. The defense is a maybe for me. They're not going to give up quite as many points as some other defenses this week, and if you need a bi-week replacement or something, it's not an awful matchup. Um, Adrian Peterson's going to do some damage on them, but yeah, I guess there are worse ones out there, but there are certainly better ones. Um, I'm okay with starting the kicker, though. Probably the only way they're going to score points. And you're not on... So you're not uh, thinking that either um, Early Doucette or Andre Roberts should be started this week? No, 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 no tight ends, nothing. All right. For Minnesota, running back Adrian Peterson, probable with an ankle injury, definitely start him. Wide receiver Percy Harvin, start him. Tight end Kyle Rudolph, start him. Defense, start them. Quarterback Christian Ponder is getting better, but still I think more of a second quarterback option. Running back Toby Gerhardt, wide receiver Michael Jenkins or flex options, and kicker Blair Walsh is a maybe for me. Wide receiver Jerome Simpson, still not quite sure what's going on with his back. He you know, didn't play last week, I, I would They're say. talking about deactivating him. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I just even if he is active, I don't think he should be in the lineup this week. And same thing with uh, Devin Aramashadu, just leave him alone. Tight end John Carlson's been a big disappointment so far, at least from an offensive perspective, and he's not to be started either. All right, let's keep rolling. All right, another clash of the Titans between two teams that are <laughs> going to be watching on their couches, in on their collective couches in January. Cleveland, they finally got off the schneid last week against Cincinnati, which was surprising, but this week they're going to Indianapolis. Indianapolis looked terrible this week, so of course Sherpa says Indianapolis 30, Cleveland 20. I'm taking Cleveland to win this, as weird as it feels. I'm going to do it. Um, their defense is getting healthy. 
and Indy is is kind of finding themselves still a little bit, and I just I think Cleveland comes out on top. I think this is a very close game. I think it may be one of the more interesting games score-wise to watch. Um, but really, Brandon Whedon is still more of a second quarterback option. Even if you pick him up on the waiver wire, don't go nuts. It's Brandon Whedon. It's not like they're going to score 45 points. Or, I mean, I say that now, they probably will. But um, if Trent Richardson plays, which it looks like he probably will, I'm okay starting him. If he doesn't, I don't think I want to start any of the other running backs. It's just a little too sketchy for me. I do like Greg Little and Josh Gordon at wide receiver this week. Um, None of the other wide receivers. I don't want to play around with any of the tight ends. No kicker, no defense. I think that Indy's going to definitely put points up on them, but it'll be interesting. I I don't really know how I feel about this game. I guess I'm a little bit more optimistic. Agbanaya has been getting a lot of targets as a receiver in Ontario Hardesty. I still think, obviously, his career has been marred by injuries so far, but I, I still hold out hope that he might turn into a respectable fantasy contributor at some point, although it's probably not going to happen with the Browns unless Trent Richardson week, gets hurt. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Moving right along, Indianapolis quarterback Andrew Locke start him. Wide receivers Reggie Wayne and Donnie Avery start them. Kicker Adam Benetieri start him and start the Indianapolis defense, although they really looked uh, like they were hobbling last week. Running back Dick Ballard is a flex for me. Wide receiver T.Y. Hilton also a flex, as are tight ends Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen. Uh, Donald Brown is going to miss another game with his knee injury, so don't start him. And DeLon Carter is going to get some touches behind Dick Ballard, but I don't think he's worth starting even as a flex player. Okay. Moving right along, we've got Jacksonville at Oakland is the first of the Sunday late games, and I think this game is going to be a mess. Jacksonville, their their offense might be slightly – no, I, I think they're – take that back. They're really in the same league as Arizona, which is to say you know, pretty awful, even with Maurice Jones-Drew and Boston and the, At least they have a running back. I mean, they, they do have a running back, it. but they don't have a wide receiver like Larry Fitzgerald either. I, I, if those two teams played each other, that would be a pretty sad game to watch. But in this game, I think Oakland, in spite of its revolving door at wide receiver, so far this season, knock on wood, Darren McFadden has stayed healthy, although their running game has been terrible, a little better last week. Carson Palmer has been much improved this season, and so I think that uh, Shurka says Oakland 27, Jacksonville 17. I don't know if I truly believe either team can score that many points. I think Oakland wins, but I'd, I'd be shocked if Oakland scored 27 points. I I don't know. This game I don't want to watch. I don't want any part of <laughs> Um, Fantasy-wise for Jacksonville, it's pretty bleak. You could start Maurice Jones-Drew, and you should. Um, Blaine Gabbert, really only a second quarterback. Everybody else, you know, that's not true. I like kicker Josh Scobie a lot. Everybody else, I want no part of. For Oakland, I'm not <laughs> sure I would even consider, I, I don't know, I'm just not a Blaine Gabbert fan. I think they're going to have to... I'm not at all. I mean, pull the plug on that and move on pretty six quickly. Six quarterbacks on buys this week. I just, 
you eventually you might actually have more points putting one of them in your lineup than Gabbert, but we'll see. It's possible. So not unheard of. (laughs) You could throw five interceptions this week, but we'll see. Oakland quarterback Carson Palmer start him running back there in McFadden. Ditto wide receivers Darius Hayward Bay and Denarius Moore start them. As we mentioned before, Brandon Myers, tight end Brandon Myers is back. Start him and start the Oakland defense. Running back Mike Goodson, decent flex option. Same thing for wide receiver Derek Hagan. Kicker Sebastian Janikowski is, I'm on the fence about him. Running back Taiwan Jones, don't start him. And wide receiver Rod Streeter, don't start him either. All right, let's let's move away quickly from this game. <laughs> I don't want to right. talk about it anymore. <laughs> All right. So next we've got the Jets at New England. Again, this is one of those situations where last week mm. you know, the, the the worst team won and the better team lost, but I think New England is going to win this game very easily. Yeah. I, I think last week the only reason the Jets looked so good is because they were playing Indianapolis on a really bad day for Indianapolis. In this game, Sherpa says New England 38, Jets 20. Yeah, I I think I can agree with that. Uh, Jets fans, just keep in mind you've won four of the last six meetings against the Patriots, and and just hold on to that at night because it's not going to happen this week. Um, I I know Jet fans are trying to psych themselves up and say like you know we've beat them before, we know how to do it, but like let's be realistic here. This team against the Patriots is just. It's not a fair fight. It's not even close. I don't think this is even going to be watchable by halftime. Um, Mark Sanchez is only a, a second quarterback option. I like him better than Blaine Gabbert, but I don't really like either of them. Um, the running backs are not not a, a good situation. Sean Green is not going to do what he did last week again in any way, shape, or form. You can really only use him as a flex option because Eventually, New England will let them run a little bit, but it's he's not going to put up hundreds of yards. It's just not going to happen. Um, wide receiver Stephen Hill is is allegedly healthy this week. I like him uh, and Jeremy Curley. Hill's probably a little more close to a flex option for me. I like Curley as a starter. No Chad Schillings. It's just not going to work this week. I love tight end Dustin Keller. No defense, no kicker. Not very many points to go around. For New England, pretty much anybody wearing a Patriots jersey should be started this weekend, and that includes quarterback Tom Brady, running back Stephen Ridley, wide receivers Wes Welker and Brandon Lloyd, tight end Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski, kickers Stephen Gostkowski and the defense. Running back Danny Woodhead, I'll make an exception for him and say no. Same thing, Brandon Bolden, questionable with a knee injury. And Shane Vereen. So, actually, I'll, I'll amend what I said before. Stay away from the running backs that aren't named Stephen Ridley. <laughs> anyone, anyone except the running backs. <laughs> right, and wide receiver Julian Edelman is questionable with a hand injury. He missed last week. Don't start him this week. Gosh, I'll bet Daniel Fells, who is their third-string tight end now, could have more points than anybody on the Jets this week. Honestly, whoever the Patriots' backup quarterback is might be a better start than Blaine Gabbert this week. 
Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to go quite that far. I think that Bill Belichick would leave Brady in just to (laughs) rub it in Rex Ryan's nose. It's it's possible. This is this is going to be a route if I ever saw one. If it's not, we'll both be eating crow. But uh, no, we'll just pretend it didn't happen. We'll just we'll just completely be wrong next week. I'll remind you, but. So now we're already at the Sunday night game. We're just moving right along this week. The yeah. function of having six teams on bye. But the Sunday night game <laughs> should be interesting. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, both of them coming off of losses on the road. Pittsburgh, I, I still think, should have won that game. Cincinnati, you know, they didn't play well enough to win. But mm-hmm. this game fairly evenly matched. I thought that Cincinnati's defense was going to be better than it has been so far in this season, but again, given Pittsburgh's problems with the run, I could see Cincinnati having a good week defensively. I'll take Cincinnati to win this game 27-24, which will make Chris Collinsworth happy as he watches his old team. I'm, I I want to pick Pittsburgh to win this game because I think they are a better team, but I am really concerned about the fact that they ran out of offensive linemen last week. They suffered a lot of injuries to that O-line, plus the fact that all of your running backs are banged up. I'm worried Ben Roethlisberger, who normally is a really good fantasy quarterback, may not have enough time to do the kind of damage he needs to do to win this game. I I think Cincinnati wins, but I think somehow Big Ben's going to find a way to make this close. I am still going to start Ben Roethlisberger. Um, Realistically, with the options and the guys who are on buys this week, you kind of have to, even though it may be a little sketchy of a matchup. Um, Richard Mendenhall, I still want to try to start. This is partly a function of having a lot of good running backs on buys and some injuries, but I'm, I'm a little more optimistic about his ceiling versus some of the other running backs they have, and they are going to have to run to win this game. Um, Antonio Brown and Mike Wallace at wide receiver I like. The rest of them, I don't think there's going to be enough time to get to those routes. Uh, tight end Heath Miller is going to have a big game because Ben's going to have to get rid of the ball quick. I'm still going to start the defense, but not the kicker, just because even though this will be a good game, I think it's going to be fairly low scoring, at least compared to some of the other ones we've seen this week. Cincinnati, I would start Andy Dalton, quarterback, start wide receiver A.J. Green, who's leading the league in receiving yards. Start tight end Jermaine Gresham. Running back Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is a flex option for me. Wide receiver Andrew Hawkins, probable with a back injury, also a flex option for me. Kicker Mike Nugent is a maybe in the defense. I'm on the fence about them. Wide receivers Mohamed Sanu and Armand Benz are are both uh, bench fodder for me this week. I can live with that. Let's look at the Monday night game. The Monday night game, the Detroit at Chicago. This should be an interesting game, and I'm probably going to disagree with you here, but I think in spite of Chicago's defense, that Detroit is going to get their act together and find enough offense to win this game. Sherpa says Detroit 28, Chicago 24. I wholeheartedly disagree. I think Chicago wins this game. I expected that. Not because they have a good offense, but because their defense is going to be better matchup-wise against Detroit's offense. Um, Matt Stafford, normally I am a big champion of him, 
more second quarterback option this week. The Bears have only allowed uh, – they've allowed the fewest points to fantasy quarterbacks, and Stafford's only thrown four touchdowns so far this year. Um, so I just – I don't love the matchup. And Michaela Shore, also another big waiver wire pick we were, cha- we were championing last week. He's more of a flex option for me. Only one backfield's had more than 60 rush yards against the Bears. And LaShore is a little banged up. It's just, I don't I don't like this. This is making me nervous. I do like Calvin Johnson and Nate Burleson. Uh, I think Stafford's going to have to throw more than maybe he'd like to. So I think they will be the beneficiaries of that. But there's not going to be enough for Titus Young. And I'm saying maybe to Brandon Pettigrew. I don't love the matchup and... No to Tony Scheffler. I know he got a little more looks last week, but I don't think it's time for you to be starting him yet. No to the defense, no to the kicker. I'm concerned about Detroit in this game. Chicago running back Matt Forte seems to be healthy again. I would start him and wide receiver Brandon Marshall. Quarterback Jay Cutler on the fence. I'll call him a second quarterback this week. Running back Michael Bush, wide receiver Devin Hester, tight end Kellen Davis. Consider them flex options, kicker Robbie Gould. Yeah, again, as with almost every kicker in defense this week, I seem to be on the fence. And wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, doubtful with a hand injury, and Earl Bennett, questionable with a hand injury. Leave both those guys out of your lineup, too, this week. Mm-hmm. All right. We made it through. <laughs> we made it through without uh, arguing too vehemently about anything, but now I think I'm going to bring up as far as as far as things go. <laughs> what was that? We were pretty tame this week as far as arguments go. Yeah, we we didn't really disagree on too many of the games, which I'm not sure if that's what that's a sign of, but we'll <laughs> see. But now I'm I'm deliberately going to throw some stink bombs and see what happens <sighs> here. So. <laughs> What I want to do, Jenna, in the 10 minutes or so we have remaining, if we have some time, we'll get to favorite matchups, but I really want to spend time this week talking a little bit about bi-week strategy. So especially when you have a bi-week like this week where you've got six teams that are not playing, what are your feelings about quarterbacks? Let's go position by position, but what I want to ask you is what what are your feelings about carrying extras at a, at each of the positions and whether you should drop um, players at certain positions. So let's start with quarterback. How many quarterbacks would you carry on, say, a 15-player um, roster? Would you pick up for the sake of a bye week? Would you pick up a third quarterback, or are you someone that generally doesn't want more than two quarterbacks on your roster? I'm I'm one of those annoying people who always draft backups at every position, <laughs> and I I'd much rather feel better about my quarterback than have a borderline wide receiver. I just I and I'm also a person who when I draft I'm very aware of bye weeks and I make sure I am always going to have positions filled if my team actually stays healthy, which is rare, but. Ideally, I would draft a team that I wouldn't have to do a lot of dropping on bye weeks. That's sort of my goal. So I always make sure I have a quarterback I feel comfortable filling in for a bye week already on my roster. But I, I like to be able to play matchups from week to week. So I'd I'd pick up a third quarterback if I needed to. I guess my philosophy is a little bit different in that 
I'll pick one. I'll pick one reserve quarterback, but usually tight end, defense, and kicker. I only want one of them on my roster, and the rest of my reserve spots. I'll just take you know flyers on running backs and wild receivers, wide receivers, and some of them might be wild like Kenny Britt, but you know (laughs) wide receivers. Just hoping that some of them might cash in at some point, like a Vic Ballard or someone like that, but generally, even in a bye week, I would try not to carry more than two quarterbacks on my roster, of course, assuming that you can only start one in the league, but I I may have made an exception once this season, but generally, I I don't like to do that. I just don't like to give up uh, running backs and wide receivers, especially running backs, since they're so many running backs by committee now. It just seems to me that the more of them you can stash, the better. Yeah, but I mean, I I always carry two defenses. I am I'm one of those people. <laughs> right. I just I like to play the matchup, so I like to have options from week to week. I, yeah, I, I can see that, but I just figure, well, if I'm in that position and I need a, if I don't like my defenses matchup, that you know, just there's there's got to be some team, even if it's Jacksonville on the waiver wire, that would have a matchup that I could live with for a week, and then maybe I would pick one up for a second week of defense, but certainly not a, a kicker, and you know usually no more than two quarterbacks. But how about running backs? Now, would you, if you had somebody like a Vic Ballard or a Robert Turbin, just to pick a couple examples, guys that were sitting on your bench that hadn't really done too much, but you know, had some promise that if there were an injury to the guy in front of them, they might get a chance to shine. Somebody like that, would you cut them during the bye weeks to make room for a second defense or a second kicker, or would guys like that, would you find someplace else on your roster to cut before you would let go of somebody like that? Um, I mean, out of the examples, I'd hold on to Turbin over Ballard, but I just I like his long-term potential better, but I I don't know if I'd drop either of those guys or somebody who's got a shot at playing this week for another defense or another kicker. But I I'm probably, if push came to shove, I'm more likely to drop a borderline wide receiver than anybody else just because they're so much easier to find, especially right now. There are less injuries at wide receiver than anywhere else, but I... I mean, I think you're, you'd probably say the same thing. Well, suppose you had your last two spots on your roster and you had Bernard Pierce, the, the Ravens running back, and mm-hmm. and um, Brandon Gibson, the, the Rams wide receiver. Which one of those two guys would you drop if you had to make room for, probably say, a Pierce. kicker who was... Pardon? I'd probably drop Pierce. I'd hold on to Gibson because he's got more upside today. All right. So, how about uh, let's see? How about tight ends? What are your feelings about uh, playing matchups with them, or do you only have you know one of them on a roster at a time? Um, a lot of that depends. I can go either way with having more than one. I. Ideally, I'd love to have a huge bench and be able to have more than one, but you can't always do that. Um, And I think this year 
it's a, a lot of teams there's more a, a clearer number one than there has been in years past. Um, I like to draft them a little higher, so hopefully I have a, a Jason Witten or a Jimmy Graham or somebody um, on my team that I can feel okay with just having the one unless it's their bye week. It just, I think that just comes into play more on the specifics of your team and your league. It, I kind of play that one by year. I'll give you a hypothetical example. Actually, it's not hypothetical for me. This was real this week. <laughs> I had a okay. team where the only tight end I have is is Brent Selleck, and he's obviously on bye this week for yep. the Eagles. And I had to choose. I wanted to pick up somebody like, I think I ended up um, picking up Brandon Myers. But in order to pick mm-hmm. him up, I had to choose between either dropping Selleck or dropping a running back, somebody like a Robert Turbin or a Bernard Pierce, which one? Which way would you have gone with a choice like that? Um, in that scenario specifically, I probably would have dropped Selleck, Um for a number of reasons, one of them being that he had a terrible game last week, and I'd hope that would scare other people away from picking him up on his bye week and trying to snipe him from me. Um and two, because if you picked up Brandon Myers, he's got a pretty good upside. So if you did lose Selleck somehow, you could live with having Myers the rest of the way. And he's already had his bye week, too, which is something mm-hmm. else that I look at, if I'm, especially with a kicker or somebody like that. You know, well, and, and with the Eagles, go. it's a tight end situation that I know pretty well and, and know a lot about Clay Harbor behind Brent Selleck and how they're trying to go to more two tight end sets. So it. I wouldn't bother me as much losing Brent Selleck as as a Jimmy Graham or a Jason Witten or or somebody like that. So you would approve then of the fact that I drop Brent Selleck rather than one of those would. running backs then? <laughs> yes. Okay. Actually, in that spot, I would. All right. <laughs> so. All right, you've got so, time for like one more question before we uh, wrap this up. Okay. How about defenses? Um, if you yeah. had say. Let's take the Broncos' defense because they're a little bit under um, underappreciated. I think if you had a defense yeah. like them, or even the Steelers, and they had a bye week, would you cut them or would you make room for a second defense? And then same um, question, but maybe it was a more modest you know, defense. Somebody like say New England or Minnesota yeah. or Atlanta or somebody like that. So same question in both. I, so. Those two cases, how do you answer? I think, ideally, I would try to make room for a second defense somewhere else. But if push came to shove, you know, if you really really couldn't give up on your running backs, then you have to get rid of the defense. But And, and again, hope nobody snipes them from you. Just got to be quick next week, picking them back up. <laughs> I think in a case like that, if there was a defense that I really, whose matchup I really liked, and I was really confident in my starting quarterback, and they had already gone through their bye week and that I might be willing to drop, say, a Christian Ponder or someone like that to pick up a second defense for a week and then I don't think I could hope. do it. I don't think I could drop a quarterback for a defense. All right. Um, so but that does bring it. us to the end of the show this evening. Uh, we will be back again next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every Wednesday. And 
There are a number of ways to get a hold of us throughout the week. If you want to have your fantasy questions answered or just generally harass us or talk football, we are always around. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. Our email address is the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. You can also find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There's a great blog there and all kinds of awesome stats and rankings. And the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook is always a good hit as well. And you can find us on our own personal Twitter accounts at JKIM16. And the Sherpa is at fantasy underscore Sherpa. And thank you so much for listening. If you missed us or any of our episodes live, feel free to check them out on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes as well. Thanks for a great show, Jenna, and happy bye week, everyone.